It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to another week of They Came to Play. I have no idea what day of the week it is. I don't know what round we're in. I don't even know what year it is. I have been in lockdown for approximately 173 days, not that I'm counting. Uh, Hello, Danny McGinlay. Hello, Lemo. 173 days, 248,000 to go. Woo! It's great fun. (laughs) And uh, Tess Armstrong, I can only assume you are joining us today from a strip club on the Gold Coast. Hello. (laughs) Yes, and kebab stocks have shot right up because everyone was feeling like a kebab after the weekend and I still haven't got one. So that's that's my next stop. Tess, I know Sydney Stack is one of your favourite players. The other bloke I'd never heard of before, but anyway, we'll just call him the other guy. Yeah. Uh, how how are you feeling after that? What can only be described? As, I mean, that's not a brain fart. That's a that's a brain one week gastro. It's a lobotomy. <laughs> it's a lobotomy. That brain has been taken out. They they thought they were going to a birthday party. They were actually having their brains removed. It was a wild. Wow. It was a wild night. Now I was um. <laughs> I can't describe to you how sad I was because, you know, when like even in your own team, there are certain players, like after the grand final in 2017 when it was Nathan Broad that did the photo thing, I was like, man, I'm not really a bit massive fan of Nathan Broad anyway. So I was like, I'm annoyed at you and I can feel like annoyed at you. Fine. With the Cochins, I was a bit like, mm, you know, whatever. That's annoying. With Marbior getting you know, touched by his teammates, I was annoyed about that because it was people that I really liked. It was Nick Foston. I was like, oh, and then Sydney Stack. When I read that, I actually went on Twitter and so and, and you know how Twitter does that kind of you know things you've missed or whatever. Um, at the top, <laughs> with just all the Richmond fans being like, "Not again!" Oh no! And I was like, "Oh, oh no!" And then I like was able to scroll down and be like, "Oh no, no!" <laughs> and I texted you guys to say how thankful I was that we weren't doing the pod for another number of days so I could come to terms with the situation because tell mm. I don't really care about him. He's fine. Whatever. I'm sad because his VFL career, you know, could be compromised. But Sydney I'm annoyed about because he has been so delightful. His debut season was so full of, like, awesome moments. He really made the year fun. I have a Sydney stack stack hat badge, which is one of my favourite badges. It's really compromising me. He was going out with Mon Conti. That fell apart. And then he went to the hub and he's not been in very good form and he's clearly lashed out and gone out to a bloody strip club and then to a kebab shop. I was just like, what a – and into a mm. fight. It's like what a bogan combination of things to do. It's just annoying. Very disappointed in him, uh, Tess. Uh, uh, there was a great comedy club up uh, at at the Gold Coast uh, that uh, went for years and I, I would play it a few times a year. So I, I know that area quite well. And the really disappointing thing is that kebab shop is actually one of the worst kebab shops uh, in the strip. If you go around the corner, if you go around the corner, there is a far superior 
kebab place just on Cavill Avenue that I, I always go to. And um, Showgirls is actually the the worst of the two strip clubs. Toy Box, Toy Box is a much better place. Yeah. <laughs> what are they thinking, these boys? They should have. I read something on the weekend that was about how, like, so that all been had it because it was our bye week or whatever. They'd organised a birthday party for two of our players. One of them is Jack Ross, who has done nothing wrong. His name is smeared because it was his birthday party. Anyway, then Callum and Sydney are drinking, and then they're like, "Oh, let's keep drinking in our room." And then it's there's how they got into an Uber, which already is a massive COVID breach. And then I was like, "It just does not get. It just gets like constructively worse." And then how they lost one of the kebabs. He couldn't afford one of the kebabs. And then one of the, the kebabs got ruined in the fight. And I was like, those poor kebabs. It was like a lot. It was a lot yeah. of trauma. You, so, you, know what you, you know what you can't do? When a story includes the detail, kebab ruined in a fight, what you can't do is claim to be sober. <laughs> just, there's no way you are sober. Well, for A, when you're just buying a kebab, there's no way you're sober. At three in the morning. No. As well. Although I will say this, Tess, in their defence, I have read that both players regularly disinfected their laps at the strip club. So I don't think yeah, you, you make that joke, Limo. Um, I I have some. I I know some uh, girls who work in the strip club industry, and oh, apparently at uh, the at a at a strip club in Brisbane, there is a sanitation station before any any lap dancing happens at the moment. It's a sanitation wow. station. Yeah, people I haven't can, asked more details, but people can do whatever they want in their lives. But like, it's clearly if you're r- racking your brain about like, oh, I really want to break these lockdown laws. This is so annoying. Where am I going to go? Or I might go to like the shop or go to my friend's house to drink or something like that. Like to think yeah. about going to go to a sweaty, a sweaty place. Like that is the worst place you go. It's like going. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to a sauna. And sitting with some COVID patients in a sauna for two hours. You might as well just go and inject yourself with COVID, eat a bat, and then it is just. <laughs> yeah, well, that was that was what was in the kebab. They were buying bat kebabs. That was another oh, kebab. Sally <laughs> and Billy. Um, but I also I do feel like. I would like to know on a serious note how you guys feel about players paying their own fine because it's been quite contentious because the club was like, well, we're not paying, they're going to pay, and then the player managers were like, well, they're not going to even afford a kebab. Like he was knocked back. Hasn't the AFLPA established that the club actually can't make the pay, mm-hmm. players pay? I think it's a, it's a yeah, I think they're arguing that they can't make them, but of course, because the Cochins chose to pay the fine, so it's very, so you know, it's different. I reckon, I reckon the Cochins have got a bit more money than these two boys. I would have yes. too. And so they, I think they knocked down a wall so they could get some private times. So I think they've got a fair bit of money. Maybe they could shout Sydney, but I do. Um, I love seeing Eddie Betts's comment to Sydney Stack because their opinions were heartfelt. Like they're young, they made an idiotic choice because they're young men who make idiotic choices, and they happen to make a choice in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> everybody hates our club. So it's quite bad. But I liked, like, Brennan Gale was all over the radio going, this sucks, it's so bad. Like, I was happy enough with that and that they weren't making any excuses for it. They were saying we've got a lot of stuff wrong off the field. I will say that um, they kept saying, oh, we've got stuff wrong off the field, but the leadership at the hub's been great. Well, clearly it hasn't been great. Otherwise we wouldn't have got so much stuff wrong off the field. So, like, just whatever's happening, sort it out. 
and don't have that anymore. But Eddie Betts was like to Sydney Stack, you know, this was me. I was drunk in Melbourne. Like everybody makes a mistake. You can still come good. Yeah, Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts was great. When I when I first saw this story break on Friday afternoon, my initial reaction was, oh, my God, there are strip clubs inside the hub. <laughs> IFL are full of everything. <laughs> really got these players sorted. Do you know what my first initial reaction was? God, I miss a kebab. <laughs> I was like, I miss lambs on Swan Street at 3 o'clock in the morning um, getting a lamb kebab. I really was like, oh, I really want one of those kebabs. I could still get one. You could, but a sober kebab is not, it's not the same. No, it feels wrong. It's greasy and you're like, oh, it needs to cut through alcohol. Yeah. and hey. So, Tess, you also said um, that uh, Sydney and Monique Conti have, have broken up again, have they? Last you updated us was they were back on. So, remember how I said he was out of form that I thought something had gone wrong? I looked yeah. up, they'd broken up, then they got back together, he got back in the team, and then before he came up to the hub, they split up again, Splitsville. So, that's, you know... A classic, classic behaviour. I also think, like, if you think about the dumbest thing you did when you were 20 or 18 or a teenager or whatever, like some of the dumb things I did, I could never, ever want to think about them again because they were so embarrassing. But, like, when the whole world <laughs> is watching you and then talking about it for years, like the kind of embarrassment and shame to get over that, I hope they can get over it. Uh, I, man, I do feel a bit for them. I mean, if it wasn't for the ongoing global pandemic and the fact that we've been in lockdown for six months and the fact that the entire AFL competition has been moved to another state and the fact that it's been the lead story on every news service every day for six months uh, and the fact that they're living inside a hub and the fact that they've got constant reminders from the AFL what the rules are and constant reminders from their club what the rules are. Aside from all that, how are they to know they couldn't go to a club at three in the morning? I did think that, like, you know how there's the COVID officer who you, if you're an adult player in a, in a hub, you go to the COVID officer and say, hey, can I go have a hit of tennis with Alicia Mollick? And they would say no. And if you don't want to know the answer to that, you just don't go to the hub officer. Imagine going to the yeah. hub officer and being like, so we're thinking of going on for afters in our room then getting an Uber down to the strip club and then going to get a kebab. But like, how do you think, and getting into a fight, how do you feel like that's going to go down? Oh, oh, you suck it and see. You just test it. You just give it a go. <laughs> so here, let me, read, let me read for you. In order, these are the COVID breaches going back to April, right? Uh, news crew visits players' house. Players' partners attending the footy. Players buying chips. Uh, players' kids visiting Dreamworld. A game of tennis. A day spa. A visit from a girlfriend. A house party a fight out the front of a strip club at three in the morning. It's really ramping up. Like none of these <laughs> backwards. These are all, these, they're really accelerating. Yeah. Look, I'm just getting, I'm just getting breaking news. Yes, some Kangaroos players have organised a cockfighting match. Okay. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Is there going to be, is someone going to be set on fire at a party by some St. Peter football? <laughs> That's right. Oh, they've already done that. They won't, yeah. they won't go back. Someone's going to join ISIS. Um, serious, <laughs> question, serious question, though. Uh, so these are all the instances of people being caught. How many breaches have there been where people haven't been caught? Oh, my God. Mm. I know. You know. I was even thinking, like, uh, them all having drinks afterwards in their rooms and things like that. I feel like that's who sound like 
I suppose if they're all in the hubs, but aren't they like meant to be individual? Like they're not even allowed to hug after the game. Like are they really having drinks and drinks after the after club events? Like I don't know. It just seems weird to me how much they're able to like the rules. Like we're not allowed to hug after the match, but you're allowed to drink with each other in your private room or whatever. Do you reckon they're trying to recreate the outside world for them? Like uh, maybe they could, uh, you know, whoever's doing the catering could make kebabs for them or uh, 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 they could uh, start up a karaoke night and then, uh, you know, as they're eating the kebabs, uh, one of the other players could coward punch them. So they just feel like they're on the Gold Coast. Yes, they feel right. And then a couple of players to dress up as police. Yeah. Are you t- is that the strippers aspect, Lima, or is that oh, them well, getting arrested? Could be both. They all love a bit of a drag act, you know. Is that an assumption, though, that they wouldn't have gotten caught unless the police had arrested them for a fight because they were able to get out of the hub into an Uber to the strip club, leave the strip club, they were there for many hours, then get to the kebab shop, and if they hadn't have had a fight, would they have been caught for doing that? Probably not. Probably not. So then, yeah, you're right. How many other people are sneaking out? Yeah, not as <laughs> totally. Even, even. What about what about this scenario? This is massively cynical. Me. Let's say a player returns a positive test now, right? Mm. So, if you were the AFL in that club, would you not say, "Let's we're not telling anyone." You lock that player in a room for two weeks. You test all the other players, and if they all come back negative. Then you just don't say anything. No, I think Until that player true. comes out of isolation two weeks later. But then, wouldn't they have to count? And would they count? Because you know how, if you get a COVID test, for example, you um, are counted as where you live. So they might not be counted in Queensland's total because they'd be counted in Victoria's total, where there oh. are quite a lot of COVID cases. So there, yeah. maybe there could be. Because I've been thinking about certain players. From my own team, um, but they just weren't getting a game, even though they were quite informed. And I was like, "They got the What's going on? Let's ramp this conspiracy theory." But surely, yeah. surely someone would get a someone would get a whiff, and they'd leak the story. Uh well, look, they're in a they're in a they're in a, as controlled an environment as they possibly could be. Mm. So if ever they were going to. Manage to hide something like this. It's in these under these circumstances. That's true. I've anyway. got a theory, actually. I've got a theory, guys, yeah. just about Tess's team. You know the uh, uh, who was the player yeah. who was diving a couple of weeks ago, Tess? Oh, which which one? There were no players yeah. who were diving because they oh. were let off. Do you mean um, Callan Ward? The only one. No, I don't mean Callan Ward. I mean the Richmond player who was obviously diving. uh, Alex Rance. Alex, is it Alex Rance? Wasn't Alex Rance? No, I'm just trying to work out because you know, since there's been so much diving from the Richmond Football Club, do you reckon they can resist not going to go watch the seals at SeaWorld? Because they do great diving as well. Maybe that's how they're learning it. The real symmetry there. In Um, fact, I believe they've rookie listed a couple of the seals. Uh, (laughs) And rushed them in for finals. We'll see how that goes. Hey, should we um, – should because we don't have as long today as we normally do, so we see, should we see if we can get through some games? In fact – Let's do it. Let's set a challenge and see oh, how quickly wow. we can cover rounds 15 and 16. Okay. 
Done. All right, but I just think we should start slowly because that first game really set the tone for the round. I mean, let's just go back. Last Tuesday, what was that? Hawthorne oh, versus yeah. Adelaide. What a match, Tess Armstrong. Wasn't that amazing? I loved every second that I saw of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, um, what I a, a disgraceful arrangement that was. I mean, they had not won a game for over 12 months and then it's us. Why is it us? Why is it us? Lima, you should be commended. Uh, the The world is being ripped apart. It's very divisive. Even within the AFL, you know, this, you know, everyone's you know back in their team and getting angry at other teams. This united all of Australia in joy <laughs> at the time we most well, needed it. Happy to help out. Happy to help out. Uh, but yeah, seriously, I my phone lit up like a Christmas tree at the end of this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with just flogs from all over the place. My first message was from like literally less than one second after the final siren, Andrew Jarman, who said, you guys are terrible and you're clearly the worst team in the competition. Wow. <laughs> something, something along those lines. <laughs> Husey sent me a text after the game and all it said was, Fuck, I hate Hawthorne. That's all it said. <laughs> no, that was nice. I did like seeing Matthew um, in the in the group getting Gatorated or whatever after the game. I thought that was quite nice. And also I'm relieved, Limo, because we had, we had spoken for many weeks about how Adelaide were actually the most feared team because you didn't want to lose to them. And you've done that. And I have to play them in a week and a bit. So um, <laughs> Do your test. Wow, I didn't see that in the fixture. So, well, uh, it's just me, and I and I'm I'm even you, still the favourite. Tess is in for Sydney Stack. Um, <laughs> look, I you know the thing that did make me laugh though is if if you'd said to Matthew Nix twelve months ago when he got the job, if you'd said to him you are going to beat Hawthorne in September next year, he would have gotten very excited about that. So funny. He would have. Sadly, it was their first win of the year. <laughs> anyway, there was a good, good way to start. It was good, good on you, Lima. I'm glad, I'm glad everyone could remember that game. Uh, <laughs> it's safe to say I didn't hang around to watch the second game Tuesday night, the Weagles and Essendon. Uh, I mean, good on the Weagles. Did anyone bother to watch that one? Yeah, I did because I really thought maybe – that would be quite a good game. I don't know why I thought that because the Bummers had come good against you the week before. My only note on this is Joe sitting on the on the fence, which was so fun, like Joe Danaher sitting on the fence, having yep. a chat. Oh, yeah. And I just thought, this is good. That would kind of reminded me because I'm really missing local footy and that's the kind of good gear you get at local footy. So I, that's the only thing I have to say about that game. I've spoken to some old-timers that got very upset about that. I know. Yeah. Uh, Mm. Ironically, him sitting on the fence, no one was sitting on the fence about it. <laughs> yeah, good, good point, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone had a firm view yeah. on that. Uh, no need to spend much time on this one. Richmond Dockers. It was actually a terrible game. It was yeah. a terrible game. But I will uh, say it was good. Kochi was really good and Jack Graham was really good. And the Dockers kind of gave us a bit of a scare by doing what Sydney had done earlier in the year, but kind of just trying to flood and make it a terrible game. And it was almost successful. Uh, we are now sitting on 13 wins on the, you know, on the trot in Queensland. We have a very good record. Ooh. It will be beaten on 
Friday night because it's 2020 and I'll definitely lose to my husband's team, the cats. But it's been good while it lasted. Just Geelong can't. Please don't Geelong be good. Please don't. <laughs> no. I just can't. Like 2020 has been bad enough. We can't have a good Geelong. They are good. We'll get to that oh. in a minute. They are good. No, nah, she's just, they're not good, Limo. She's just putting the moz on them. This is classic Tess Armstrong misdirection. Do you know what I liked about the t- Dockers-Tigers game? Not much, but the, the app that I use, which is the Footy Live app, um, they, you know, you've got all the action and everything, and they now yeah. call Tom Lynch Tom J. Lynch, which just makes it look like Donald J. Trump, which I think suits him perfectly. Why <laughs> the other Tom Lynch should be the Tom with an, in the, with, a, with an initial? Like our Tom Lynch is the main one. Although the other Tom Lynch has been around longer, hasn't he? I think he might have debuted before mm-hmm. your Tom Lynch. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. That's probably. And the other Tom Lynch is not a reprehensible human, so. Oh. oh not that you know of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably is. My John Lynch uh, takes it all out on the field. You see, you see his flaws, and you judge them accordingly. Um, now, can we just spare a moment to think of Melbourne fans, please, as they were beaten by Sydney? <laughs> so, I mean, thank you, Melbourne, because that took Sydney above Hawthorne on the ladder, and now it seems very likely that we'll get a top three draft pick. So, thanks, Melbourne, for losing to Sydney. Much appreciated. I just wanted to say sorry to um, feel bad for Titus O'Reilly, who had been in the chair the week before, and he his theory was that they would lose the last game against Essendon and they would have won every other game <laughs> up until yeah. then. And they would have to win to get into the finals and then they would lose, which I thought was just like staggering optimism for a Demons fan to think that you would win every game up until the final one. And then it was just immediately disappointed. The Sack Goodwins were out again, easy in my text groups. I mean, God. It's a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. The Sack Goodwins have got really been hard at it this year, haven't they? Yes, they're, they're passionate. They, they are passionate. Um, and then we finish the weekend or finish the round, round 15 or 16 or whatever. Uh, we got no, two games to go, Lima. Yeah, no, I'm going to say both the games finished with five goals versus six goals. Ooh. Yeah. What a, what a disgraceful. Well, yeah, I didn't watch the Giants versus Carlton at all, but I was getting live updates in my Bulldogs WhatsApp group because we needed uh, uh, the Giants to lose to increase our finals chances. And so they were all like, oh, Giants are terrible. Good on Carlton. Thank you. Thank you. And then it went quiet. And I I think I was watching Fargo or one of those one hour long TV shows and I didn't look at my phone and then I just uh, picked it up and just saw them getting angrier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so disappointing because Carlton have done this so many times in a row. They did against you, Lemo, a couple of weeks ago where they started so well and then just stopped playing and just stopped completely. They did it against Collingwood and then they just stopped. I'm like, no, you have to keep going. You have to play four quarters. I had a mate of mine or a mate of ours, Adam Rosenbachs, is in um, a Carlton WhatsApp group. It's all the who's who of Carlton fans are in this particular WhatsApp group. So think of the highest profile, they're all in there. Robert uh, Menzies. Robert Menzies, sadly not with us anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to still be able to park your car around. Was he the most recent person to park his car around the ground of a BFL game? Well, Lockie Hunter tried it, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite work. Um, they, he showed me they had something like 484 messages for this particular game. Oh, through the WhatsApp group. Ooh, it was so depressing. And Patrick Cripps, like you're a great captain, a great player. You cannot kick goals. So when you're lining up with the game on your shoe, just go and kick it to someone else who might kick the goal. Like 
It all yeah. takes the moment, takes ages, and then misses. I'm like, just don't worry about it. Practice the one time. Tess, never before have you sounded like a Sydney Swans fan. <laughs> Ever. That's the first time when you said, drop it on your shoe. <laughs> Score a six. Come on, Crips. <laughs> I've been convert. I left Victoria and I left my soul left my body. <laughs> Tess, come on, go over go potato scallop and think about what you've done. <laughs> that is the most annoying because a scallop is an actual thing. Anyway, I suppose a cake is too, but gross. Yeah, um, yeah that was very, so- very annoying. And also, the the goal goals took the buy round as well because it was just it was so annoying watching all of the go, all of the games. And Friday night should have been an absolute belter. Oh. Well, it was for the first half. Look, it was, and then it got terrible. Oh, well, it got it was okay for the first half. Then it got worse. I realised how much I love Mitch Robinson. I mean, I already did, but when he got cleaned up by Maynard and just looked at the umpire with with a look of, do you see, I didn't start that one, and the umpire said, yes, you did. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they are peas in a pot, aren't they, Robinson and Maynard? That was funny. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine those two in the town together? Now, that would make sense to me. Those two in a blue kebab store? I'd go, yeah, of course. Of course, that's where you are. That's right. That's your that's your registered address. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were just picking up their mail. Yeah, um, but it was. They'd be the sort of guys who order the kebabs with no lettuce, no onion, no tomato. They just want meat <laughs> and no bread. Just, yeah. <laughs> just hand me the meat. Uh, so that was um, so that was round fifteen, and then mysteriously, there were no games. There was one game Saturday night. What? And it was terrible. This was the cruelest of all things where you go, right, Saturday, it was a beautiful day as well. I'm like, got out, but there is literally nothing. If you're not in Victoria, it's very hard to describe. There is nothing you're allowed to do. There is nothing to do at all. And so you're thinking like, great, I'll look at the footy fixture. And I don't know why I hadn't looked, but I was like, there's no game on at all. Why did we have two games on like Wednesday night and one game on Saturday? And that game is North versus Port. there were two Tuesday and two Thursday. What is it? What One is Saturday. Two on Saturday. Give me something else. Oh. North versus Port is like some kind of torture. <laughs> and it was. Come on. It's like getting a box of chocolates and you open up, there's only one in there and it's the, you know, dark chocolate cherry. Oh God, that actually sounds like something I'd love. Aren't I a freak? Anyway, but yeah, it, you get it and it's Turkish delight. Ooh. Um, it's just. I like Turkish delight. Oh, it's just well. That's why we. Get, that's why my friends, Danny. Anyway, I was so disappointing. I was just like, no, this cannot. Did you see though the the best bit was the um I can't remember, I, I meant to look up which player it was, but the port player who brought drums to the cl- to the song at the Cartlet. end. It was so good. Oh, I didn't see that. Brought an actual drum, you know, <laughs> into the rooms, and he played yeah. drums while everyone sang the song. It was glorious. And he was so stoked with himself. He was like a child because then at the end they all went and patted him on the hip like he'd lived <laughs> We've got it. They've got to up the ante on that. Either either Port or other clubs need to do this. I want to see a full, like, jazz ensemble or bagpipes or a, the funniest musical instrument is trombone. There is nothing that's not improved by a bit of... <laughs> <laughs> I'd love a player to pull out a double bass at some point. <laughs> Playing in the in the league still, someone who we could actually trust with a classical instrument. Whereas I'm like, I don't know who of them. I know Liam Jones is like uh, has a lot of pedals, like guitar pedals. He makes like 
cool Picks. pedal music. And so I feel like he could bring that out if Carl never would. Yeah, do it. The da 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 so he could kind of put effects on them. And they could just repeat the da 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 da's as a, as a loop right. and then they build on it. That's right. Loop the da da da's and then you could have the song going over the top. So they've really got it up the ante, but that was super fun. That's, they really should do that. They've got nothing else to do in the hub. They really need to just, like, create Create a music. Come on, do the whole, you know, do, I mean, St Kilda, your club song is a jazz classic. <laughs> That's right. Someone has to know an instrument somewhere, but there's going to be a lot of Wonderwalls, Danny, so be careful. Oh, okay. <laughs> Will Minson used to play like, well, I never know what he actually played because we did, um, we, we used to just change it every week, what he played. It was piano and then it was accordion and then it was the harp. And now I don't know what the truth is. I'd love to see Will, Will Minson playing a piano accordion. What a joy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's, what That's what 2020 is calling out for. Anyway, so, yeah, Saturday was a cruel blow to all of us. But then Sunday yeah. we got three games and it was almost too much to handle. And then three on Sunday, a Father's Day, of course. What a great Father's Day gift the Hawthorne-St Kilda game was. Um, Limo, were you were you petrified that you'd accidentally win and cost yourself a draft pick? Yes. I texted one of our Hawthorne WhatsApp groups before the game started and said, let's not, let's not loosen our grip on a top three pick by winning today. <laughs> Come on, St Kilda. They wanted to. I was happy to- with a couple of our kids. I thought young Greaves. Showed a bit. Hmm. Uh, I'm loving Will Day. Um, I still think we've got a few players who aren't quite up to it at the minute. I'll tell you what stands out for me is the class of Bruce, Gunston and Wingard stands out like a bloody, I don't know, what sticks out? Sticks out like a sore thumb. But couldn't Sore thumb with balls? dog's balls attached? Yeah, with dog's balls <laughs> just how good those players are. They are so freaking good. And it just is highlighted when you've got other players who just aren't up to it. Yeah, yeah. I My dad is a Saints fan, former Saints player, so happy Father's Day to him. It was good for them because they desperately needed to win to play, to stay, you know, in the running to play finals. And so it was good for them. Yeah. I was happy for Ryan Abbott because he had quite an intimidating task of coming in on debut to take over from one of the, the king and um, I felt a bit, a bit bad for him but he eventually got a goal and Dan Butler played well and they played well but the Kilda just have gotten less convincing the more they've become self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> like they've become self-aware and now they're just like, oh, oh, no, I don't think we can do it. I'm like, no, you just got to have more, fake it till you make it, that kind of thing. And they got West Coast on uh, Thursday night, yeah. and I can tell you the Saints fans that I'm mates with are petrified. But they really <laughs> went to, that long ago, they went to Adelaide Oval and smashed Port Adelaide, and no one expected it, and they were awesome. And so I just, and they did the same to us. And so I feel like they've got it in them. They've just got to, just got to remember. They will play finals, though, because they are a game and percentage inside Ooh. the eight. That's cool. Two games left, so. Good on them. They will, they will definitely play finals, um, even if they get beaten by West Coast this weekend, which will most likely happen. Um, so let's move on from that game. <laughs> okay. If we can. So uh, cat, oh, cats. no. Bloody Geelong. <laughs> oh. They are so they good. It's good. They are so good. They are so good. That was so, like, immediately you're like, oh, no. 
they are going to punish this team. And the end score ended up being the most flattering of scores, the fact that Essen had cobbled together 42 points. But it was really because Geelong just cruised into the final quarter and they took Gary Rowan off so not to risk his hammy. But they look awesome. Unbelievable. Tom Hawkins is in the best form ever. Who does that? Who comes from, like, goes away in their career and then just comes back and they're, like, better than they've ever been? I go, what is going on? Not, yeah. not often watching footy have I just instinctively – in fact, I don't think I've ever instinctively yelled at Bruce McAvaney telling him to get stuffed while he's commentated, <laughs> ever, because we love Bruce. But yesterday he compared – he, Tom Hawkins at the moment, is reminding him of Tony Lockett, at which point I yelled at the television, get stuffed, Bruce! <laughs> <laughs> He's playing so well, it's just infuriating. Yeah. He's amazing. And uh, you ever, do you guys remember when you saw Phantom Menace for the first time? I don't know if you guys were into Star Wars as I much as I was. I went to movies with my brother and it was very exciting and then it wasn't. Yeah, and I, I just remember the, the you know, I was watching and that first scene where um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan fight the robots, that was really cool. And then they went down to the planet and they met Jar Jar Binks and go, oh, Melissa Harper. And you're going, what is, what, what is, the, what is that talking donkey thing? Why is, it, why is it annoying? God, get it off, get it off, get it off. That, that premonition was exactly what I felt when Tip and Woody took the mark and hand-passed it to Irving Mosquito who missed it. Oh. Missed it. There was just the premonition of like just going, oh god, this is going to be terrible. That oh was no, the oh worst. no! And then Irving was going to do me. Like it just got worse and worse. And then I thought, oh no, wait, Ir- you're the one I like out of Essendon. Stay there. And then he was gone, and it was just it was just an absolute demolition in the country game played in the Gold Coast or whatever. Or what I've had. <laughs> um, yeah. It was just, I mean, it was a very happy household here, but it did fill me with total dread because now we've got this awkward thing where usually we don't watch the footy together um, as a couple. We would, like, if we go, we sit separately and have teams are playing and, like, all of these things, like, out of respect because I get really upset and Sam gets really angry. And so, like, it's a good relationship <laughs> together. But now we're in lockdown and our teams are, like, quite good and we have to now watch it together in the house. It's going to be... Hang on, Tess, didn't you go to the preliminary final last year together? Yeah, but we stood apart. And then Sam left and waited for me out the front. Because <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't handle, which was totally valid. Um, but he just let me sing the song with randos and hug and then enjoy myself rather than I would have felt bad because he knows me as well as everybody. But I wouldn't have been able to be like, yes, you know, because I would have felt sorry for him. Yeah, well, you've got to uh, you've got to be able to celebrate. Anyway, I know you meant to have like a lot of faith in your team, but we've had a pretty rough off the field trot and I just feel like you don't want to come up against the team that's having like a really good on the field off on and off the field trot. Like they're having so much fun together. I just feel like Geelong look like they all really like each other and they get on really well and their kids are doing cute Father's Day messages and I quite like a lot of their players and so it's just a bit disconcerting. Mm. Like I think they're we actually quite good mean. and they've yeah. Why? Why can't they be more like Richmond? What is the couple of players turn up at a strip club and just one of the wives go to a day spa? Why can't that happen to Geelong? I might say I got um similarly to you when you lost to Adelaide Limo, I got a lot of text messages. My phone was going off on the strip club day. There was a lot of people texting me and I and a few of them were Melbourne fans and I had to say, This is what happens if your team goes well. Like if your team comes good, success is a poison. And then all of your wholesome goodness becomes 
terrible off-field drama, which Danny experienced with the dogs. Limo, don't know about you. <laughs> you seem to have quite a while with not a lot of drama. All of Hawthorne's uh, mis- uh, discretions got covered up by the Illuminati. That's right. <laughs> They've got friends. But Limo, I can tell you, Limo, why Geelong uh, will never be caught going outside of uh, the hub and breaking quarantine because oh, they're because okay. all their players live in Geelong, so they're used to being in a place where nothing happens. Ah, <laughs> right. <laughs> See? Tessa's trying not to laugh. She's not allowed. She's a Geelong girl. <laughs> you make your own fun in Geelong, and the Nash is closed now, which used to be the fun bar. So, yeah, you probably just have house. I've played the Nash. I like the Nash. Nash yeah. Good spot, but it's dead now. It used to be. Yeah. Um, Beautiful part of the world. Um, so, uh, yeah, so anyway, guys, that's pretty much it for round 16. <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, Later in the week for a special Patreon edition. Uh, Danny, well, Danny, Danny. What happened, Danny? What happened last night? Wasn't it what, what we saw? Oh, you go, Tess. I was, I was gonna say, you, you, I, I, feel, I feel like you in, will have very good memories of this game, but I feel like I flicked away, like the first half was fine and then I flicked away and then I came back and I was like, oh, no one scored any goals anymore. No one has ever scored a goal. No one will ever score a goal again for the history of our game. Anyway, tell me how you experienced the game. <laughs> Uh, with a lot of pacing and a lot of, I was watching it with my son. Uh, he got to stay up for the whole game, and so I had to be very G-rated. Uh, there was a lot of times when I would go. He was sitting on the couch, and I would go and stand behind him and just silently scream. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very weird. Uh, it's it's a very rare uh, thing we saw last night. A one-sided two-point win. Right. We absolutely- well, you kicked nine, it was 19 scoring shots to 12. Yeah. So it looks like you you dominated. We did. We absolutely dominated. It was it was so unnecessary that it was a close game. It was just so like we would they pretty much all of their players had had off nights. I mean, if we were ever going to beat them, it had to be last night. Their entire midfield was out. They had a 4-day break compared to our 9-day break. Nitnack pulled out at the last minute. If ever we were going to beat him, it had to be last night. And it was just Dom Sheed and Liam Ryan just uh, irritatingly good. Every time they got the ball, I panicked and I was usually right because it ended in a goal. And then uh, my WhatsApp group was going uh, ballistic. One of my mates, Joey, I want to give a shout out to him. During the third quarter, he said, God, we never play well against these guys. And I went, do you mean West Coast? And he goes, no, ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> oh. oh, Joey. Ah, there we go. Good and then, uh, I'll give you an omen watch, though. Um, uh, Toby McLean got the ball in the, la- in the forward pocket to the left of screen as the siren went, which is what happened in the 2016 grand final. And the last time we beat West Coast in September, we went on to win the flag. So I'm clutching at straws, but that's all I've got. <laughs> but I'll tell you the really worst are. part. The worst part of last night was we won. I was ecstatic. My son was stoked. We were celebrating. And then and my, my son said, oh, can I just watch the song before I go to bed? I went, mate, of course you can. Of course you can. Go brush your teeth. And, you know, the song will be on very soon because the players are still on the field. And then they didn't have any post-match. They went to bounce. And my son came back and oh, there no. was bounce. and. Uh, <laughs> Gazy and Dunstall and uh, Bernie Vince were all showing their Father's Day photos and uh, calling each other peanuts and, uh, you know, just the comedy genius that is that show. And my six-year-old looked at me and went, what are they doing? Why is this on TV? 
<laughs> I went, apparently the song's coming up. And Jason Dunstall even said the phrase, uh, well, you don't want to miss any of this bounce. I mean, some things that happen uh, should not even be broadcast. And I went, I could not agree more, Chief. Uh, and then the song came and uh, my son complained that they clapped too loudly and he couldn't hear the song. So it was a bit of a uh, bad end to the night. But apart from that, oh, hey, we won and it. we're in the eight. No, we're not. They kept saying we're in the eight and then we went, we're actually ninth. Hey! hey Bulldogs are ninth! Yes! Yeah. Yes, happy day. So, Danny, if GWS beat the Crows, which they probably will. Yeah. And that means that puts you half a game out of the eight and behind Collingwood. Yes, and Collingwood have to play Port in the final round. I have done ladder predictions. I've got my regular ladder okay. prediction, which is what I actually think will happen which I have uh, Bulldogs coming eighth and uh, Hawks coming 16th and Tess, your Tigers coming third. And then I did my mega happy uh, mega happy ladder predictor where I want put everything that I want to happen, and that's Dogs finishing sixth. Uh, Lemo, your Hawks still 16th, and Tess, uh, Richmond get liquidated. So it's just <laughs> so much fun, the ladder yeah. predictor, at this time of year. Can I just say before we go? Before we go, I have had to deal this week with someone saying that Richmond and the new Collingwood and then someone today, Brett Spree, said Richmond are the new Hawthorne. But if we're going to cast us as villains, can't we just be our own villains? Can't we just be Richmond villains? Like, why do we have to be like, I don't want to be like this Collingwood or Hawthorne. We live in an AFL world. Nothing's new. <laughs> it's like, or if someone's the next Wayne Carey or they're the next... Yeah, Gary. Hey, you're the new Collingwood and Hawthorne. For years, you were the new university. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. But I do feel like our hub breaches and our fiddling in the rooms after the song and all of these things are quite rare. I don't think they've happened before. So I think we're our own villains, <laughs> tragically. Yeah. Um, you're definitely you're creating a unique trademark. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But if nothing but in individuals, if not individuals. So let us have that. Um, so should we do – there is a game. There's a game. We're recording this on Monday. There's a game tonight. There's many games for the rest of the week. Uh, there's games for the rest of the week. What do we think is uh, going to happen tonight? Oh, I, Melbourne and the Dockers. I feel sorry for Melbourne fans, but I really think the Dockers will win. So, but. Well – Danny will be barracking for the Dockers. Very hard. Frio heave ho. Purple haze. All of these things. I've always said it. I think in the interest of inconsistency, Melbourne will win this one. <laughs> but they'll lose again next week. Yeah. And Lemo, on Sunday, uh, we play each other, Dogs v Hawks, and yeah. uh, I think it'll be a rare event where we're both going for the same team. Yeah, absolutely. Very keen for you to have a win on Sunday. Don't worry about that. And um, can we spare a thought as well? I don't know how many people listen to this podcast outside of Victoria. but A lot, a lot. Under the current lockdown rules, grand final day, mm. there's going to be no grand final parties. No. You can only watch the grand final with the people in your house. That's it. Yeah. Well, this is what we do. You can go for an exercise with uh, with someone from outside your house. So yes. what we do is you, you get you get your phone out and you stream on Ko or or I don't know if Channel Seven have an app. Probably not. Uh, yeah. And you just go for a walk with with someone. And you watch it on your phone. Yeah. That sounds shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds really fun. Fun, fun, fun. Um, but oh wait, no, you can't do that because it'll be curfew. <laughs> 
because it's a night uh, game. Oh my That's god! A night game. Oh great! Oh okay. no! Well, also, I will say, if everybody gets tested and stays the f at home, the numbers will be less by then, and therefore maybe they'll do the thing early, and therefore we'll get grand final parties. If that's not enough to motivate you, what the hell is? Give me a grand final party for the love of God. Stay inside, everyone. Stay yeah. inside. Did you notice Dan Andrews said that you know you can still have, um, you know, there'll still be the grand final uh, Eve holiday. Mm. You know, I think it's called Thank You Day now. It's yeah. like, cool, thanks, Dan. That'll be another day where I'm locked at home with my kids. Oh, a day off. Thanks, bud. <laughs> <laughs> also, I still work public holiday, so I was like, yeah, great. Um, anyway. Whatever. I would much rather Dan Andrews just gave us all a lap dance and a kebab. Fifteen <laughs> hundred bucks, a lap dance and a kebab. That's all I'm asking yeah. for. I don't care if it's even from Dan Andrews himself. I'll take it. <laughs> anything, anything right now, anything. Yeah, twenty twenty needs that. So, all right. Well, all right. Let's, uh, we'll have our eyes out for the next COVID breach. I'm sure it'll happen before Friday. <laughs> and we'll be back for the special for our Patreons. You will get your special extra podcast uh, in a few days' time. Uh, And for everyone else, uh, either become a Patreon or thank you anyway for listening and please review us and uh, recommend us to a friend if they like what you're hearing. Mm. Good job, team. Thank you, Tess Armstrong. Thanks, Go Tigers, this Friday night. Uh, Thank you, Danny McGinley. Uh, Thank you, Lima. Go Dogs this Sunday. And uh, thank you, team. Go Dogs this Sunday. Yeah! Yeah! Ah.